Episode 22, The Sum of the Parts. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, elite educators, this is Gretchen from Always a Lesson. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. And I am here today to help you reach your potential. And in fact, I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast like this to help hone their craft. I want to help you today reignite your passion and potential by talking about building up those you work with so the collective is as strong as it can be. And I call this the sum of its parts. This podcast is especially for you teacher leaders. So hang on, this will be one empowering ride. Don't you hate when you're not getting the hang of something? And isn't it even worse when there are tons of people around you doing that very thing and totally have the hang of it? Well, what if those people around you kept telling you that you aren't any good and then just left you to your own devices for improvement? And you might think that they're selfish or rude even, but this happens every day at schools around our country. And teachers struggle. There is no one there to help them. I mean, sure, there's mentoring programs that the state requires its districts to implement, but honestly, the degree to which it's implemented effectively varies in numerous schools. And as a new teacher coach, I've grown in effectiveness in the classroom all because of feedback. Even though that I had years of experience in the classroom, I can always get better at different aspects of my practice. I didn't achieve this accomplishment on my own. It was a group of dedicated educators who had a variety of perspectives on instructional best practices to provide actionable steps for me to improve. I never once heard, that was good, or you're ineffective. Neither of those statements would help me grow with purpose. Instead, I heard things like, that was a strong transition because you provided a countdown with clear directions for students. Or, one thing you can try differently next time, square your shoulders and maintain eye contact when delivering consequences. So these are things I sometimes couldn't see in my own performance. They also were specific actions I could take to get better. But I have some bad news. This didn't come from being a teacher in a classroom. This came through the New Teacher Project as I was participating in training to become a new teacher coach. And their philosophy has a fundamental purpose of feedback to increase a teacher's effectiveness. And I learned really quickly that none of this was personal. It was tweaking my performance, not my person. And so this culture of feedback becomes motivating as you feel success during each rotation of practice. You feel the difference in your tone of voice, your stance, student responses, etc. You feel yourself getting better, stronger, more effective, all for the betterment of our students. It's quite an amazing feeling. It would be depressing to return to work where that culture of feedback didn't exist, where I received evaluations marked accomplished or distinguished, yet I had no idea what I did well. 
Well, actually, I could look at the laundry list of descriptors to see which one I scored higher or lower, but it was never specific to actions in my lesson. I didn't know where and how to tweak to get better, and not just for the rubric's sake, but so my kids better understood the content I was conveying. So for example, there's a leadership section on the rubric, and the highest level indicator says, encourages students to take responsibility for their own learning. Well, what does that mean? I mean, how did I do this? When did I do this? How often did I do this? Basically, what does this look like in my classroom versus another classroom? There is space at the end of the leadership section to write a quick paragraph, but it certainly doesn't address every indicator checked. So depending on what the principal felt like writing in terms of the school's mission was what I was left to decipher. I'm sure you can understand. I plateaued. I never got better. I never got worse. I just was. And who wants that kind of teacher in their school? One who's stagnant. One who's clueless. One who doesn't want to switch it up and fear it would majorly alter the performance in the wrong direction. And I begged on numerous occasions to be coached by facilitators or administration. Please come in anytime and whisper to me when I can do something different. Or slip me a note when something specific to work on. I mean, they rarely did. Most of the time they said, good job, or things look great, or keep it up. And one time I did get some great feedback. I heard, you could try to tie in your mini lesson point throughout the guided reading group so that students can see the connection. That's great. That's awesome feedback. But I got it once, one time. And I held on to that piece of gold and made sure every lesson from that day forward, I did that. So maybe I grew an inch, just maybe. But I'm sharing this all because of a recent frustrating conversation with a former student teacher. She and I are great friends, but originally we met when she was my student teacher a few years ago. She then got hired to teach the same grade level as me and then opened up shop in the classroom across from mine. She learned a ton about high expectations, procedures, and content knowledge. But honestly, she taught me about creativity and thinking outside the box. So together we had a great synergy of feedback. She loved getting observed by me because I would leave specific comments like, try to turn and talk after so students have time to jot down their thoughts first. Or, line up your materials in the order in which you'll use them. This will increase your efficiency of your transition. She said she never got feedback like that from anyone else. Why is that? Why is a fellow teacher giving the most helpful feedback to a teacher? Shouldn't someone who's in charge of all teachers take on this role? You're only as strong as your weakest link. So wouldn't you take the time to pour into your staff to build capacity? I mean, that comes through feedback, not ratings. That comes through FaceTime, not emails. That comes through coaching conversations, not descriptive observation paragraphs. So over dinner the other day, she was describing some poor performers in the building and the overall morale at the school. I couldn't even conceive how someone could tell someone they aren't good at something and just leave it at that. I mean, don't you care? Don't you want to make them better? I mean, I guess after giving the same feedback and then someone chooses not to implement it, you could get to the point where you just don't want to waste your time. But for me, if I had my own school, I would do everything I could to raise the bar every day. Not just for teacher performance, but mine, custodial staff, students, we all can get better. That's why I'm calling today's episode the sum of the parts. So we know sum is the answer when you add up a bunch of numbers. So looking at a school's performance, 
the school is only as good as all those that are contributing. And if someone is bringing down your sum, then you need to get to the bottom of it. And telling them that they're ineffective or handing them a check sheet with some ratings isn't going to get them there. So in a few weeks, when you check back to see if you've gained effectiveness, you're still at the same number. There's absolutely no direction. But guess what? There is strength in numbers. We can bring everyone up with all the experience we have in the building. Maybe you don't leave specific feedback. Maybe you say, want to see an effective literacy lesson? Go check out Mrs. Blank's classroom. And that's all you have to do. But you have resources in the building to help everyone become better. Haven't you heard the saying, teamwork makes the dream work? I did not get to where I was by myself. Someone was constantly telling me what to tweak and how to do it better. And now I'm passing it on to new teachers. We all have that desire to grow and to be better. And and those that are coming after us deserve to have the road paved in front of them. That means that we are working together to help them grow in effectiveness. So getting an evaluation with a list of glows, things you did well, and grows, things you need to work on, without any actionable steps to improve, or no practice session with a mentor, or no follow-up, or no follow-through until the next observation, is not working. We have teachers leaving the profession because they feel unsupported. And that begins with us at school. It doesn't just have to be the principal. It could be a teacher leader. It could be a grade-level chair. Anyone with leadership within the school can provide effective feedback to help somebody. So if you're a leader, please listen to my plea. Feedback doesn't have to be harsh. It doesn't have to be personal. It can be purposeful, uplifting, and game-changing. Model getting feedback yourself. Allow those that you support to give you feedback so you can be better. You're not a leader because you think you're good at it. You're a leader because other people think you're good at it. So reach out. Find out what they think you're not good at, which, by the way, could just be that you're very good, not stupendous. So don't think that you're a failure before you even begin. But stand in front of the staff or whoever you leave and show how productive conversations work. For example, hey, Sally, I appreciate your supervision in the lunchroom. You really keep your eyes on the hot spots. Or, hey, John, the bus lot seems to be getting jammed up. Why don't you grab a walkie-talkie and radio in separately for each grade level to exit when the lot slows down? None of these comments are embarrassing or humiliating. In fact, those listening around you can take those comments and apply it to their own situations. Maybe a nearby teacher heard your support of Sally in the lunchroom and began to pour into her with thanks daily. Or maybe a parent heard your idea with John and thanks you for taking strides to make transportation as safe as possible for students. Feedback doesn't have to be written down or given behind closed doors. It could be passing in the hall or on a post-it on a door or just a high five or handshake at recess. When it's part of the way you do things, everyone gets better. So make your boat better or you'll sink. I mean, education is not a profession of islands. It's a collaborative effort. If someone is sinking your ship, don't rescue them because that's debilitating. Instead, give bite-sized instructions to guide them. And sooner or later, they'll be keeping the boat afloat. Coach each other. Get rid of those hierarchy labels. The kids don't care. All they see is people. So start sharing your perspective with ideas on how to improve. It's called eating some humble pie. Open yourself up to feedback. It's going to be the best decision you ever make.
And I know that I'm a new teacher coach, so I get on fire for helping teachers get better. But I feel that it should be on the minds of every leader, whether you're in or out of the classroom. We have to help one another. Where you are weak, I am strong, and vice versa. Start swapping ideas. Help me get better so that I can help others get better. It's paying it forward. It benefits the group. It's a symbiotic relationship of mutualism where both parties benefit from the relationship. I pat your back, you pat mine. We got each other. We're in it to win it. I mean, think of a relay race. If someone is slower or less agile, do you just write them up saying, ineffective? Or do you cheer them on, shouting out feedback tips like, take longer strides, or focus on the person in front of you, or keep that head up? Right, you cheer them on with feedback. All good coaches and teammates do that. Make your boat better and stronger. Make feedback matter. Go to those teachers who are not doing well and find the most crucial point of instruction to give feedback to. Go to those teachers who are doing just fine and find the first bullet of the next level up on the rubric and give them feedback on it. Search out those teachers who are excelling. Ask them where they want to improve or take risks and then set a plan and hone your feedback to that area. No one should escape the blessing of feedback, but everyone should escape the burn of lack of feedback. You'd never give directions to a visitor like turn at the tree, make a turn at that one house, and after a few lights, you'll be there. I mean, not only will that person not arrive at their destination successfully, but they are lost before they even begin. Students need competent teachers who strive to be their best every day and that culture starts at the leadership level in the building. We are doing such a disservice by sitting in a classroom, taking observation notes, writing up a formal report, and slipping it in a teacher's box. Next time you go in, you can expect the same performance or worse. But that's on you. You did nothing to change that outcome. You didn't highlight strengths or break down weaker areas with actionable steps. You simply gave a rating and said, best of luck in figuring this one out. I'm pretty sure you haven't gotten to the level you currently achieved alone. There was some mentor who poured into you with ideas on where to hone your craft. And for that, you thank them. Because without them, you wouldn't be where you are. But guess what? You are that person to others. So take your leadership role seriously. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go make your boat better. Everyone is depending on your feedback leadership that will transform the workplace for the betterment of students. Okay. I can take a breath, but I am like so fired up. I just can't even stand it. Listening to my student teacher, who's no longer my student teacher. She's been teaching for three years or more now. But hearing how people in the building are just receiving pieces of paper with things checked off on a rubric makes me so aggravated. And to know that that school is not making the growth it should be, it makes perfect sense to me what is happening. And it is not this principal's fault. Maybe they don't know. Or maybe they're relying on other people to do the feedback. But that's what it is. It's a breakdown of communication. No one is getting better because no one is trying to help each other. It's not everyone isolated in their own classrooms. It is working together. We are the sum of our parts. And if one person isn't doing well, we need to all do what we can do to help them. And for sure, some teacher, it might be so many areas you don't even know where to begin. Or maybe this is not their thing. But you have the right and the privilege to say, here is the piece that you can tweak that will have the biggest impact on student learning, and you must fix this now. But guess what? Here is how, and I am here to support you.
This is what everyone in education, no matter what leadership role they have, is to do on a daily basis. Make your boat better. And not just find the people that are sinking the ship, but find the ones that are doing all the work to lift them up, release some of that pressure because they shouldn't be feeling that alone. And we can all work together to contribute to make our boat stronger and more effective for our students. I hope you guys can hear that I am not only just frustrated, but I'm on fire to help people become better. No one deserves to feel alone. No one deserves to feel frustrated. No one deserves to feel confused as to what to do next. If I'm not doing well, I need you to help me. Point me in the right direction. Give me one thing I can do differently. Show me how to do it, and I will do it. And next time, I want you to come in and watch. And from there, tell me, where is the gap? Where am I still not reaching potential? Help me. Everyone deserves to be helped. Otherwise, why is a leader is that person in your building? How did they get hired? They obviously had the skills and qualifications to get there. So now it's about aligning your mission with their talent. And you as a leader, that is your job. I can't say it enough. We are the sum of our parts. And every person in the boat matters. And every person in the boat deserves to have instruction on how to be better or where they're missing the bar. And that doesn't mean a rubric with little checks on it at each standard. That is not helping. Be specific in what they're doing in the moment to either be more effective or to change something to alter their behavior for the betterment of students. All right, guys, I'm pulling myself back. feel like I'm in a fight against myself here. I just want you to know that education is not going to drown, that I am here to remind you that we have important work, and it requires us all. We don't have time to be selfish. We don't have time to keep the secret to ourselves of how to be successful. We band together, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, and we do this thing called educate children. Your future depends on it. Don't get 20 years down the road and complain about the children who are now adults making decisions. Right now is your time to change that. You can have the impact. You are affecting tomorrow. So if you're a leader, I beg you, And I plead you to take your role seriously. Provide feedback that allows everyone to get better. Maybe they need to go to another professional development session. Maybe they need to just go out in the school and watch different teachers. Maybe they need to go to a whole different district or school building to see how things run. But teachers need modeling. They need professional development. They need feedback. You can't just throw them in a classroom and expect them to grow. And when they're growing backwards, we must intervene together. We are a family. We're a group. It's not one person blows it all up for everyone. It's never one person's fault. It is a collective group of people moving together on one important mission, and that's the success of our children to grow up to be adults who make wise decisions and are contributors to society. We can do this, but it starts with us in our buildings, in our classroom as leaders. Give your kids feedback on how they can do better on their assignments. Ask your mentor, ask your team to give you feedback on being a better teacher. Go to your administration. How can I lead better? How can I be a better classroom teacher? How can I be a better community member? Administrators, reach out to those that are mentoring you, to other principals. Get ideas. Keep it fresh. Try new things. Ask your teachers, what can I do better? How can I better support you? Because it's going to be different for every single person, and it's not personal. 
This is all based on behaviors, their choices, their choices we can change, their choices we can alter, choices we can make better. Stop being afraid to hear what you're not doing well because you're holding yourself back from being great. I bet you the feedback you're going to hear is going to be life-altering. Oh, I didn't even see it from that perspective. I had no idea. Thank God you told me. I wish you would have told me sooner is what most people are probably going to hear. Feedback doesn't have to sting. It doesn't have to hurt because it's not about us as people. It's about decisions we're making in the classroom that can easily be changed. It's about our practices, not our person. Start a culture of feedback at your school. Start seeing the whole culture change from parents to custodians to support staff to teachers. Everyone makes that school what it is. But we can raise the bar every day to do it a little bit better by saying, I appreciate when you do X, Y, Z because, or I have an idea on how to do something better, watch me or show me, whatever. It doesn't always have to be shouting out someone with encouragement or putting them down with negativity. It is about making a comment that's specific enough to help keep your boat not only afloat, but working efficiently and effectively. We are the sum of our parts. And our performance is all a result of how we work together, how we work on ourselves, how we adjust when we're given feedback. All right, elite educators, sorry for this very passionate episode, but I hope you truly heard my message and my plea that we all start working together and pull each other up so we can be our best, not just for ourselves, not just for our students, but so collectively we are our best. That's a wrap for this week's podcast and building up those you work with to be as strong as possible. So now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. podcast is sponsored by the Educators Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com com for more details. Hi, elite educators. If you want to get empowered to create and provide efficient and effective professional development sessions that are fun and inspiring, go grab my newest webinar by texting PD webinar as one word to 33444. So you're going to text PD webinar as one word to the number 33444. Nothing is dreaded more than a required boring PD session, so tune in to find out how to make it something teachers run to instead of away from. I've seen it happen in my own school. I now love PD, and you will too. Calling Elite Educators! Are you in need of feeling empowered by someone who is just like you, who does just what you do, and, well, just gets it? 
Then hop on over to alwaysalesson.com to learn more on the blog for tips and tricks of remaining passionate about your current work. Also, check out our social media links for more personal connection to other elite educators just like you. And if you're a newbie educator, grab a copy of my book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College, to ensure you beat the learning curve and end your first year ahead of the game. Alwaysalesson.com provides something for everyone. So elite educators, stop by today and get empowered.